From the heights of New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call upstate Manhattan. I'm Aaron Sims. And I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to showcasing the musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk to them about what they do, and best of all, listen to them perform live in one of our favorite local venues. Today, we are excited to welcome uh, composer, arranger, and pianist, uh, Eddie Yamamoto. Uh, since moving to the United States in 1995, Eddie has established herself as one of jazz's most original and compelling pianist and composers. I believe jazz legend Herbie Hancock said about her, quote, my hat's off to her. Already, she's found her own voice, and she's so young. Uh, so that's pretty amazing. Uh, Eddie has collaborated with such creative and celebrated musicians as Willem Parker, Daniel Carter, Hamid Drake, among others. Since 1998, Eddie's trio has been appearing regularly at Arthur's Tavern in Greenwich Village, and she's skilled in the art of solo piano playing, moving audiences with her renditions of her own compositions and her spontaneous improvisations. Her most recent release, Live and Benny Kassim, captures her 2017 solo piano concert in that picturesque Spanish town. It is her first solo piano album and her 11th recording under her own name. In addition, Eddie is a gifted educator, having received her master's in music and education and composition from Shiga University in Japan. We are thrilled to have her today here on Live and Local. So without further ado, Eddie Yamamoto. Thank you. 
Betty, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. Great. How are you? I'm very good. Weather is good. I know. We're not wearing masks. I know. It feels good. It feels strange, but good, right? I know. But fantastic. a good strange. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, will you mind telling us uh, what we just heard? Yes. Uh, today, I decided to just improvise uh, what I feel today. Uh, I live in Midtown in Manhattan, so I just scooted up to this area, and it's so gorgeous day. So I thought, wow, it's so like a rhythmically, it's uplifting. So yeah. that's the beginning. Wonderful. I had a question in mind, but I'm going to yes. like put it over here because mm -hmm. I want to like just um, rebound off what you just said. Um, not to be too cute about it, but is there, when, when is there a time, is there ever a time when you're improvising when you're not expressing what you feel at the time? That's how you characterized what you just played for us, but it, isn't that what you, in a sense, you'd always be doing that to some degree? I think I'm always being, uh, like, reflects what I feel. Yeah, because the improvisation or writing music, everything is related to what I live every day. Mm -hmm. You know, meet people or feel the breeze, sunshine, or sometimes gray. Right. Yeah, everything comes to my music. But when you said that today you're going to do something mm -hmm. that's based on what you feel today. Yes. How would you differentiate that from maybe other times you've improvised where maybe it's maybe structured along different lines of something yeah, i guess that's uh i guess so you know someday you know you're the you feel the same right someday it's so uplifting mm -hmm. and someday it's just a you know right so everything is music yeah yeah well it was in, in very uh some words that came to some descriptors for your music uh, was for me rhapsodic was one um, uh, an exploration. It's it's very gorgeous and um, just sort of an insider thing. Much different, I would say, than when I saw you. <laughs> maybe six, five or six years. Of course, it's different. That was a different day, yeah. you know, in a yes, different yes. setting. But uh -huh. I was very, very surprised by what I heard. Gorgeous. Thank you. And um, so I'm going to get right into it a little bit. Can you give us some? I know it can be maybe hard to, to, to talk about specifically, but can you give some idea about maybe some of the musical reference points or elements that you may, more formally speaking, that you may have in mind to help create some cohesion uh -huh. beyond just what you're feeling? Uh... I always like, uh, let's see, the free improvisation like today. Right. It's, it might be a little bit different, but the structure-wise, I always like memorable melody. Mm. Mm -hmm. If uh, audience come and after the concert, if they hum, the one of the song, the melody, right. I feel, wow, mm. that night was good, or that day was good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And do you have any idea melodically what's gonna? Are you leading with your ear in the moment? Your body's guiding you. Yes, you're, you're, definitely. It's not like a couple intervals or a tune that you have in mind before you start playing. You're not even sure what's gonna happen as you. Is that, uh, I think I'm thinking something when I'm I'm playing, but uh, okay. after that I don't remember anything. So the hardest question from the the people is you know what did you do that moment and i always say i'm sorry i don't remember because you're kind of leading yourself right essentially you're kind of leading yourself through it step by step sure Mm. that's really amazing um and well you came in 95 to new york is that correct yes um so looking back on the experience you've had to present day um you've had quite a career I mean, it's been. A, it seems you've had a quite a career, and uh, you've been in New York for a very long time, and of course, you've toured internationally as mm-hmm. well. So, uh, looking back to yourself back then and where you are now, do you have any advice to offer anyone looking to make the big move to make it in music in New York City? I don't think I have a big career myself, <laughs> but I'm just doing She's the humble, same folks. same thing since the day one. Yeah. Right. Uh, of course, uh, mid '90s and now that the musical scene, uh, not only jazz, the all musical scenes are pretty different. Back then, you know, there was no uh, Instagram or anything. You know, sure. you didn't have to self-promote as much back then. <laughs> yes, and a more like a connection to people. But uh, when I came here, Reggie Workman was the the mm-hmm. mentor. I met him the first week at the Sweet Basil, and he recommended me to New School Jazz Program. And I had no idea about jazz. I, I loved music, but uh, jazz was very new for me. So I learned from like, zero. Mm. So at that time, I really felt you know I should be, I was already in 20s that time. But I felt, you know, I should be like a SpongeBob, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> observe everything, yeah, and be happy. See everybody, see yes. everything, right? So once I, I was open myself, you know, just, you know, teach me, you know, tell me what, what did you do? You know, show mm. me, show me that. Well, I think that's great advice right there. Having a thirst for knowledge. Well, that's actually inspirational. I didn't yeah. know that about you. I didn't know that you we're basically learning a new language musically in your 20s yeah yeah that's kind of that's kind of amazing in itself to internalize that at a relatively late age now uh, i don't mean to like now i'm improvising here quite a bit but Mm -hmm. but before that you're obviously you've been a musician far longer i mean you are already a musician in your 20s so was it more as a classical what was your uh, actually, tra- what was your training? Uh, I started piano when I was three, mm-hmm. and I had a fantastic uh, piano teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the judge for the Chopin competition. Mm-hmm. Wow! So she was one of the top, top, top uh, legendary pianists. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I was uh, eight, I started writing my music because I thought that mm-hmm. will be the best way to express what I feel. I mentioned before uh, with you mm-hmm. to just 
it's like a diary for me. Just mm -hmm. write short melodies and improvise it. Mm. And then when I was 10, I was accepted by the uh, Saturday school at the Osaka University, uh, Osaka University of Music. So that was kind of like a uh, gifted program for younger age, from 10 to 18. So I was the youngest. Mm. And uh, for two years, uh, I learned uh, piano, voice, sight reading, and composing, everything. Did you have a, an interest, though, in improvising, maybe in a non-jazz way? But did oh, you, sure. So you sure. were already sure. enjoyed that aspect of music making. Yeah, especially okay. when I heard a very interesting melody through the TV commercial. Interesting. And okay. one Japanese liquor uh, company had a very fantastic uh, series. Sometimes, you know, they had a kind of like a jazzy sound right, right. or a very, uh, it's more like a, a North African rhythmic stuff. And I loved it. So I just okay. copied myself and then like I imitated, like, right. like I made like a variations. Okay. Right. Yes. So you were temperamentally already predisposed yes, to enjoy improvisation and then you got here and just soaked mm -hmm. soaked it up sure sure right well the thing is is like in your improv when for for solo jazz improv people mm -hmm. it's a completely different thing as you know because you also do trio stuff also sure. but one thing i noticed and i'm wondering if any of your classical background comes in here the way it may for someone even like keith jarrett but you have a really active left hand sure. more so than mm -hmm. a lot of jazz pianists very chromatic yes very um almost um uh polyphonic sure. you know so i'm just i'm kind of riffing here but it, i hear some of that classical background mm -hmm. still in your sure, jazz definitely. is that okay yeah. especially when i do solo right yes right. i think i play you know pretty heavy right uh baseline yes yes yeah mm, great stuff right um i was to say um a short question but um yes. two is that uh, it's a very simple question so what are you gonna play for us next uh next one will be uh another improvisation but uh, i see a theme for this party <laughs> <laughs> yes i feel a little like a breeze i'm i'm, I'm loving it i'm yes. loving it well we can't wait so one more time, Eri Yamamoto.
well, that was really wonderful. I was, mm. I, I felt relaxed now after, after listening to that. Don't you? Yeah. Again, as you said earlier, very melodically driven and oriented, beautiful, beautiful melodies interwoven that I'm that's still ping-ponging around in in my mind beautiful and and again thank you for being here oh thank you very much yeah it's been an absolute delight um so Eddie where can we send our listeners to find more of your music yes uh I have a website uh e-r-i-y-a-m-a-m-o-t-o.com eriyamamoto.com also uh Facebook eriyamamoto and uh, Instagram eriyamamoto jazz there she is, the self-promotion, folks. Yes. Yeah, but it is. It's so much. You have to connect with your fans, right, these yes, days? And, and build up, And build up a following. Far sure. Cry from the 90s. Yes, yes. yes. It, it, it is. Far Cry from putting a, a you know, you used to do the old the uh, stickers. Stickers. And, and yes. um, you try to, uh, I mean, you go to a, remember Kinko's or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or before it was national. Yes, your local convenience store had a copy machine for like five cents. You're printing flyers in black and white that you pasted together yourself with like newspaper. CDs yeah, yeah. and passing CDs. Yes, so yes. it's the new way mm-hmm. electronically. So, well, Adi, um, we'll put that link on your website up on our description of this episode. Thank you. So we'll help push your music out there. Mm-hmm. It's been an absolute pleasure Thank having you, very you here much. today. Um, well, thanks again to Eri Yamamoto for joining us on this live and local episode of In What Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast, an Apple podcast that really does help. In addition, I want to thank Hudson View Gardens for hosting us and to HideSites.com for local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media and connect with us to keep up with all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. And if you are so inclined, you can support us by donating to support this free program by making a tax-free donation at Inwood Artworks backslash donate. That's actually inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. This program is supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council and in part by a grant from the New York City and Company Foundation with partial support from Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood Artworks On Air. <laughs>